Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Cyphers within a head now of Rikiro Rebel. Jillaby Willows right there, third about the pounce, and then Rosarito miss into the straight. It's still Rikiro Rebel in front from Incipher. Jillaby Willow three metres away. Rikiro Rebel just in front of Incipher. It's still Rikiro Rebel. Incipher getting close. Jillaby Willow flying at them. Incipher hit the front. Incipher. Incipher's just wanted in a great. I don't know what that music's all about on the replay. It's just there, so we can't do anything about it. The Elabar Bloodstock Ladyship Cup won by Incipher in what has probably become a bit of a bittersweet moment for Tyson Linke, who uh, bred this horse, raced her. He realised as a young horse he had something that was a little bit special and he decided to make a phone call nervously to uh, Clayton and Emma and they agreed to take her on and look at the result. She finishes with $1.6 million in prize money. And uh, to put that in perspective, that's basically Lockenvar Art won 1.68, Ilva Colway 1.58, Lumbo Pocket Watch 1.52. Uh, there's some pretty good company around that level. I know she won the Eureka, but still, she was an outstanding filly as a two- and three-year-old. And she was shaping as a great mare. And without ladies in red around, she had more riches to go for, I would have thought. And she won on Saturday night, the Ladyship Cup again. Lead rate wasn't that fast. 29.3 to the 1,200 metre mark for that first 520 metres. It calculates out to a 29.3 rate. So not super fast. And she did a little bit in that early section. It was a great bit of driving by Jason Lee to get around to the chair and then hand up, which meant he was close enough at the finish to with that barnstorming run. And isn't Norm's lady a consistent mare in the fourth spot? She, she ran a, a really good race running home in between them into fourth spot, Steve. Yeah, no, what a terrific race. This mare is just all heart. She... Uh... She really put it out and uh, gave it everything she's got. And uh, unfortunately, she has suffered a fractured leg uh, from the run. And uh, she, you could just notice a little bit of lameness as she was walking back to scale. And I looked at Kate and she looked at me and I said, oh, that's not a good look. And she's like, yeah, she said, let's hope it's not too bad. But um, I think as she cooled down, it got uh, a fair bit worse. And they, they rushed her off to the, to the veterinary clinic and it was operated on very uh, quickly and by all reports that I've heard this morning, and I don't have it first-hand, only second-hand, but it sounds like the operation went really well, and uh, fingers crossed that she can uh, recover from it and uh, she can make her way to the broodmare barn because what a sensational mare she's been. And and even if you forget about the dollars that she's won because of that rich race series, just other than that, that the races that she's won and how she does it, she is absolutely amazing. If she can become a great mum for Tyson, It'd be fantastic because I can tell you now, he bred her and the the mare, our 
Kvort. I'll spit that out. I'll try again. Our Kvort. It's had four foals. In Cypher being the first one, well, no, it didn't actually get four foals. It had four goes. The second one uh, was another filly who is deceased by betting line. Then the mare slipped to Captain Treacherous and then a no return to Captain Treacherous. So she's only been able to have one foal, and that is in Cypher. So, yeah, Tyson will be... uh, crossing all of his fingers, toes and everything else that she can uh, make a full recovery to at he, least become a broodmare. He's just sent me a text, actually, Tyson. She got through the surgery well, hopefully back at Emma's place tomorrow, barring setbacks. So that is... Beautiful. He sent that text literally at 12.06 or something. So There you go. While yeah. we're speaking. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Uh, as I said, she's just such a beautiful mare. She's got yeah. a massive heart. Her heart's as big as hers. She just tries her heart out. Um, you know, she's not big is she not flash or anything like that she's just a, a really really good racehorse and uh, look fingers crossed that everything does go through really well for her because i'd love to see her producing some really nice babies in the future but that win taking forgetting about everything else that happened was just an you know it was an outstanding win Riquero rebel had every possible chance to uh, hold her off but the heart got her over the line 27 8 third quarter 27 2 last quarter Dillaby willow got within a head that was a terrific run after jason lee burnt her out off the gate last week he said to me in the pre-race interview that was just a shocker, absolute shocker of a drive. And uh, Jason, you know, he's straight up. He doesn't talk any bull. He he knew, you know, that he hadn't driven a how oh. he probably should have. And uh, he copped on the chin. He said, you'll see a much better run tonight. And that's what we were expecting with not burning early. And uh, he put her into the race at the perfect time because Incipher was just about to go when he got there. And uh, Kate had to wait those few extra strides. If uh, Incipher had gone a little bit earlier, she would have been further back and made it a lot harder for her. So perfect time in the run with Jason Lee and she found the line brilliantly. Riquero Rebel first up was really brave. I mean, only got beaten half a neck. Norm's Lady as we said, just so ultra consistent. She found the gaps, weaved her way through there and really hit the line strong. But let's just tick off a, I reckon, first to eighth, we're going to have to give big ticks. Or even ninth, Kendi's Butterfly only got beaten 10 metres. Yeah. We go back through them. Tango and with Sierra was good. Tay-Tay burnt the gate early. She still only got beaten 6.8 metres. Nikki Nana found the line really strong. Rosarito Miss, 9.4 metres back. And then, yeah, Kendi's Butterfly, although running ninth, she's only got beaten 10.8 metres. So uh, there's quite a few horses there that when they just get back to their own grade will be winning races for sure. And just with the little black book here, Dame, uh, sorry, Toby, I'm used to saying Damo on here. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It didn't have it didn't have Encipher in, but then we've got second, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh. So uh, we've got Riquero Rebel, Nikki Nana, Norm's Lady, Tango and Wissier, and Jillaby Willow, and we've managed to run second, third, fourth, fifth and seventh so the little black book although we didn't have the winner in cypher we the runners that we did have in there have just all done a massive job to fill the top five places yeah they certainly have so uh big fellas sent through that you can do it on uh sports bet you can bet fave out with sports bet he said have a look at melton today race one thank you uh big okay. fella and you're able cool. to do it so you are able to bet uh with uh that corporate provider sports bet in a fave out scenario and a few people would say that uh, at one in the morning at the Wheat Sheaf Hotel, Jason Lee can uh, speak a little bit uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of... Um, he does not on the job, put it that way. 
So uh, well, he's well, pretty good on the job. No, he certainly is, and I'm only staring you, Jason, as he would well Love know. It. The VHRC <laughs> caduceus three-year-old classic was taken out by Sergeant Lou. Off the back straight in 28-5 for the third quarter. And the leader is uh, Sergeant Lua. Metre away second is uniquely ideal called on and D-Row awaits the run. Into the straight, the leader Sergeant Lou got away on uniquely ideal. Coming through was D-Row. Then came the answer. It's Sergeant Lou in front from D-Row. See, Sergeant Lou's giving plenty, holding D-Row. And Sergeant Lou goes all the way. Sergeant Lou, a terrific all the way winner beat uh, second home D-Row and third the answer. Sergeant Lou, the VHRC Caduceus three-year-old classic winner. I think we've got a really nice cult here. I really do. D-Ray was terrific in second spot. The answer wasn't he outstanding in third spot. And I've got a couple of questions for you at the back of all this, Steve. And I think Komodo will get a tick as well. He's no superstar Komodo, but Aaron Dunn absolutely loves him. Uh, I don't think he's he, uh, Aaron said he's nowhere near the ability of a D-Row, not at this stage anyway, but he does love that little horse and was always going to be a lot harder for Uniquely Ideal. I know she'd won those two races impressively, but it wasn't against anything like a Sergeant Lou or a D-Row. No, correct. And uh, Sergeant Lou, he showed at Shepherd and his first up run was terrific. The times that he ran, he's a little bit green, but... I was talking to Rob on the coverage, and Rob being one of the owners and breeder of Sergeant Lou, uh, I said to him, because he was the first one in the parade room, we got to have a good chat with Mick Bellman and have a good look at the horse. And I said, I've never seen this horse look better. He, How he looked at Shepparton, I suppose he didn't really have a shine to his coat as much. He looked a little bit dull. Um, but that run must have done the world a good because he came out Saturday night and he was absolutely shining. His coat came through, he tucked up, he just looked an absolute million dollars. And, you know, I said he is ready to run the race of his life if he has to because uh, he just looks like, you know, he's just come to, to really do the job and that's exactly what he did. He he ran a first a quick first quarter, 27-6. Uh, they, they tapped the brakes a little bit, but not much. 30.48 for the second quarter. 28-6 and then home in uh, 27-1 and it was a really nice win. He, As I said, he looks like he's he's going to be going through to the derbies now. So uh, good luck to Rob and, and Ribsy and all the rest of them there with uh, Sergeant Lou. He, he certainly looks like they're going to have some fun with him. D-Row had the perfect sit, but he just was never going to be able to beat him up the straight. He got within a metre and, and the leader just seemed to kick again and it just looked like they could have gone another 400 metres and they probably finished in the same position. The answer was just an amazing run for a 100 to 1 horse. This horse has gone super. I know it was three pegs and it hasn't had to do any work, but its sectionals were outstanding. It ran its last half 55.39. It actually ran the quickest first quarter by 0.01 of a second, but 27.64, 28.56 down the back, 26.81 home, quickest last mile in 153.48. So uh, the answer for Danny Curran, he, he's going to have some fun with this little horse for sure, and it just looks like it's just starting to really work out what racing's all about. Now, I've forgotten to go through my black book as I've been chatting uh, Toby, but um, the answer certainly does go into the black book. The only other two horses that get a mention are Delvey Robin from race three and Dillaby Willow gets a refresh after that run. It's already in the black book, but it gets another three runs from that terrific run in the previous race. And the answer enters into the little black book off that run on Saturday night. Would, if Danny Curran said, should I go up and have a crack at the New South Wales Derby? What would your answer be? 
Mate, you're only three once. Yeah, correct. I think have a crack. I'd love to see him go up there. Hey, I'm, if, I'll, I'll have to get him on for a chat. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's at uh, Bruce Morgan's place where there's yes. a whole heap of talent there uh, behind the yep. scenes. So, And I reckon his son's doing a fair bit with this horse too. I've seen him at the trots a bit lately, so I wouldn't be surprised his son's getting involved too. Would D-Row have won if he'd had a lead and Sergeant Lou was on his back? I'm going to say no. You reckon Sergeant no. Lou runs him yep. down? Yeah, okay. I reckon Sergeant Lou would run him down. Very interesting. We'll never know the answer to that, of he course. He won't, correct. <laughs> <laughs> we could argue that all day long. <laughs> I would have thought those top four might all go to New South Wales for the derby. I think D-Rose certainly, and I think Komodo might go as a travelling uh, dragon with him. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, you sort of hope that uh, the answer and Komodo, you know, can get away with some really nice barrier draws or something where they can be tucked like that race there, through the pegs, for the pegs and, and just be dashing home. But uh, Sergeant Lou D. Rowe certainly uh, straight on the truck to go to the derbies because um, they've, they've got three-year-old classics written all over them. Uh, Darren Carroll's got back to me. The Tab is starting to bet Fave out as well and have been doing so for a few weeks, he is told. So uh, there we go. He's doing some uh, research behind the scenes. It's hard to talk and research at the same time. Let's clear a commitment. We'll come back. Two races left to go. Dunno doesn't win race eight, believe it or not, but I reckon Andy Gath actually trained Dunno for a short period of time. 